0: Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the How to Lead podcast, helping you develop yourself and those around you. I'm Adam Tarnow. Here in a moment, you're going to hear from Clay. We've got two guests on the podcast today. You know, one of our proud sponsors is Belay, Belay Solutions. And uh, Clay is going to interview uh, two folks from Belay. We're going to talk to the chief experience officer and her executive assistant. And so it's going to be great. You're going to hear a lot of practical ways that um, that Krisha thinks about delegation how to best use an executive assistant, how best to use one that's even virtual, right? Not in your same office, not somebody that you can just walk down the hall and talk to. So you're going to hear a little bit about Belay and what they do, but you're going to hear a lot about just from the front lines, a leader and an executive assistant trying to figure it out, doing things great. This uh, interview is filled with amazing ideas that are going to really help you. Maybe here in 2024, you're thinking about, I need some help. I need somebody that can help me be more effective. And an executive assistant or a virtual assistant may be exactly what you need. And Belay can be there to help you. So uh, enjoy this conversation with Clay, Krisha, and Abby.
1: Yeah, I specifically asked if I could handle this one on my own because I personally just love this topic. I've been wrestling through this topic for a while myself and then I'd, I would say in the last three months I've probably had three different leaders who I have a somewhat of a coaching relationship with that have asked this question about how do you work well with an EA and we do have the experts here uh, we have krisha and Abby with us both from Belay but they are also experts on this topic so first let me just say hello to you krisha hello you want to introduce yourself and tell everybody a little bit more about what you do.
2: Yeah, sure. Thanks, Clay. Hello, everybody. My name is Krisha Bueller. I am the Chief Experience Officer at Belay. If you're not familiar with Belay, um, we are a flexible staffing firm. Really, we cater to our clients in flexible arrangements and package hours for all kind of back-end staffing. Think um, executive assistants, accounting services, bookkeeper, social media, you name it, we have it. Um, I've been with Belay now for, gosh, nine and a half years, and I have the pleasure of working with my incredible executive assistant who is with us today, Abby Rhodes. We've worked together for about two and a half years, and I'm really excited about this podcast and this topic because I feel like this is an opportunity where I'm walking the walk because Abby truly has helped me elevate my leadership. Um, over the past two and a half years, and I just wish that every leader could have an executive assistant to help them do the same.
1: Abby, um, you have served as Chris's EA, but tell us a little bit more about your background and how you got into the role that you're currently in.
3: Ah, yes. So I actually hired on with Belay as a contractor. So I spent a few years on the contractor side, uh, being a VA, and enjoyed the flexibility it kind of was giving me so much that I thought, wow, I'd really like to do this full time. I like this and kind of started stalking the corporate team for for a role on this side and then started working with Krisha. So as she said, it'll be three years, I guess, this coming next year. So I'm excited about this topic too. This is what we do every day. Um, I love it. So I'm excited to get to help anybody else that's in this situation.
1: So the, the, what's great about this is that you all work for a company that does this, but also uh, it's kind of like that. It reminds me of that Hair Club for Men commercial from the, the 80s where the president of Hair Club for Men, who has just a phenomenal quaff of hair up top. He <laughs> oh. says, I'm not just the president, I'm also a user, right? Yes. And so that's kind, of, that's kind of what this is today. It's like, hey, I'm not only an employee with Belay, but I also leverage a VA-type relationship uh, for my day-to-day job. Is that fair to say, Krisha?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. We could all... Gosh, I need a a nice head of hair as well.
1: (laughs) I would... I mean I've I, this is a whole nother podcast I've looked into it it is it's expensive my wife oh would probably God. love it she might be getting that for me for christmas you know <laughs> who knows but um hey let's let's um first question just out the gate if somebody's listening to this my guess is they thought about okay you know either I run my own business or I work at a company but they they're not allowing me maybe a full time staff person. And so maybe they're interested in the VA type option. What are some signs? Let's just start there. Like, how would somebody know, help somebody self-diagnose if this would be right for them? When do I know it's time to hire an EA or a VA?
2: Yeah, of course. I mean, unfortunately, we typically see people once they're beyond that breaking point. Um, So Mm. I would say some of the uh, telltale signs would be You're you're starting to feel really overwhelmed, meaning your to-do list is piling up. Your inbox is overloaded. You're finding yourself very reactive to things that need to happen um, in your business. Maybe you are finding yourself with no opportunity to strategize and dream big. And we all know that that's really important when you are um, in leadership or trying to get your business off the ground and running.
1: Okay. So somebody feels overwhelmed. They feel like, all right, I've just got too much on my plate. I'm not able to do just that. I'm not able to work on my business. I'm, I'm always working in my business. And then I guess the next question would be, I, I mean, I, I came from 20 years in an organization where there just wasn't a lot of part-time hiring. I mean, every, it, it felt, everything felt pretty binary. You either don't get the position or you hire someone full-time. I'm sure somebody in a small business, maybe a medium-sized business is thinking more, no, we know how to leverage people in different ways and give people partial roles. But how is most of the offerings that you all recommend to people, is it a part-time VA type role?
2: It is, yeah. We have um, several different package opportunities as it relates to a virtual assistant. And that is what is really beautiful about this arrangement is you may feel like Gosh, I know I need some help, but I don't know how much help. I don't have enough work to support somebody full time. So we start really at 45 hours a month. So figure about 10 hours a week that you could Mm -hmm. start delegating some things as easy as email, calendar management, you know, appointments, so on and so forth. But what we find is the more comfortable you are working with your VA and the more you learn how to delegate by using some of the tips and tricks we'll talk about today is you can begin offloading more and more. And so what we find is a lot of our clients start to scale up in their packages and use their Mm -hmm. virtual assistant for, you know, 15 hours a week, 20 hours a week, so on and so forth, because they become such an integral part of the business.
1: Abby, let me ask you uh, on the EA VA side, When you started working with Krisha, I would assume there's some things that you all learned as far as, you know, somebody's made that decision. They're ready to say, all right, I'm going to give this a shot. Give us a little bit of um, some of the things you all learned on how to get up to speed even quicker, some of the things that you all did to prepare so that it would set you up to be able to get off the ground quickly in your role.
3: Yeah, so kind of from the gate, I could tell that Krisha had thought about me. She had thought about my arrival. She had put thought into training. Um, I think it's important to note that what the leader kind of invests into the EA on the front end is what they're going to get back tenfold. She had thought through tasks she was going to offload. Would I be completing them daily, weekly, monthly? Um, there were resources, links to docs, kind of just an explanation how to. She had thought through the different logins and credentials to websites. So there were, you know, resources that I could, you know, join our partnership with and take off from the gate. I might not know what I need to do in email yet, but I have the credentials. I can log in, I can assess mm-hmm. the information, see how it's organized, read through her sent box, um, get a feel for her communication style. Uh, There were also different meets and meet and greets with different team members, webinars, Hmm. trainings, things like that that were thought of in terms of who I'd be working with. Krisha also sat down and talked about her goals and priorities. You know, what was she feeling the most buried in? We kind of started from there and started peeling back, you know, how I could help in that manner. I was just going to
2: say, if I'm I'm the leader who's overworked, and overwhelmed and buried, that probably just sounded like a lot of things. And when am I going to find the time to do that, right? right? And so I think, I just want to highlight one thing that Abby said, which is, it really is, it does take commitment and time, but if you just carve out a little bit of time to think through your end game as the leader, like what is it that you are trying to accomplish What is the win for you about having this help? Is it an ideal work week that you're trying to accomplish? Is it something that you're trying to gain more balance in your personal life? What are those pain points? And so if you can just, you know, be disciplined enough to carve out that, carve out that time, um, that truly is where the magic happens because you can't expect somebody to come in and read your mind. And be a miracle worker when you have not given them anything to work by.
1: Sure. I mean, it's. you sound a little bit like, well, first of all, when you said, when Abby said, I couldn't believe it, Krisha had already thought about me before I arrived. I was having sincere like um, rehearsal dinner wedding vibes, you know, where the father, the bride stands up and it's like, hey, we've been thinking about you. We've, We've been praying about you since before we even knew your name. But it yeah. sounds like, Christian, you really were, that like, you were disciplined enough to carve out some time to go, hey, I am overwhelmed. So it's not like I just have time laying around, but I'm going to spend some time thinking about her to get her ready. That was obviously really crucial. Tell us yeah. more about the delegation part. How did you know what to delegate? Uh, what, what do you, I, this is something Belay is so good at as well, as I feel like you all do a great job of helping set up this relationship really well. But talk to us about the delegation side of this. How did you know what to let go of and what to empower her with?
2: Yeah, you know, I think um, I'm in good company with people who are not great delegators. I have learned to be a really good delegator, but, um, you know, delegation is tough. I think a lot of people feel like I'll delegate once I, you know, make it, right? And I have the time to delegate and the people to delegate to. And I think the misconception there is in order to elevate your leadership, your company, whatever it is that you're doing, you must delegate. And so there are a couple of easy kind of takeaways when it comes to delegation. You know, you you think of a matrix and it's what do you, you know, what do you love to do? What do you hate to do? What are things that you are good at and enjoy? And what are things that, um, you know, only you can do? So on and so forth. And so really, if you start thinking through the things that, you know, you love and you're good at, but only you can do them right there. That's the mm. strategic part, the networking for your clients, the dreaming big, like how you're going to grow your business. That, that is something that you should keep and not delegate. But I would bet that there are things that you are doing, whether it's, you know, managing your inbox, um, it's scheduling your own appointments and, and your calendar invites. Are you um, doing your own social media? Are you doing your own light bookkeeping? Those are things that even if you enjoy doing it, right? Everybody likes checking off the to-do list every now and then. It can be pretty satisfying. Those are not things that you, the leader, should be doing. Your time is value-added in that box where only you can do them. And so going through really your day-to-day, your week-to-week, and putting those different tasks that you find yourself doing into that matrix, that's a pretty good start, a pretty good visual of here are the things that I could offload. You know, the rule of thumb kind of is, if somebody else can do it about 70% as well as you can, let them do it. That's good. Right? Um, And then the other part to that is, um, think of like, you know, a a few columns where it's um, things that, you know, occupy your time, Things that you need to start doing and things that you want to spend your time doing, as far as like, I need to be doing more of this. Sure. Well, here are the things that I need to get rid of. So it's very tactical, but once you see it laid out on paper, it then gives your EA a roadmap on some of the things that they can start diving in and taking from you.
1: So I was about, uh, I'm about two and a half years into running my own small business. I am certainly a solopreneur. But about, I would say about a year in, I got to a point where I was like, okay, I think I'm ready to uh, find somebody who can assist me with some of these things that like you just mentioned, the things that I can do, but I've, maybe it's not the best use of my time. Mm-hmm. And I had somebody that I used to work with from previous um, past life. And we worked together for about two weeks and I could sense... She needed more of my time than I felt like I had to give. And we're good enough friends where I finally called her after a couple of weeks. And it happened to be on Valentine's Day. And I was like, hey, I'm calling you to break up with you. It's not you. It's me. I thought I was ready. I'm not ready. I thought I was ready to be in another relationship. And I'm not, you know, ha, ha, ha. We laughed about it. And she was like, wow, on Valentine's Day, this really stinks. Oh, on know? Valentine's But te- <clears throat> Abby, tell us about just the amount of time it does take. How much of Krisha's time do you need to be able to assist her as well as possible? Because it's not like, obviously, you can't just read her mind. You can't just un- offload the things that she knows she needs to offload because she actually has to intentionally do that. I assume a lot of that is done in a, a one-on-one, a weekly one-on-one. But just tell us, tell us, Abby, from your perspective, how much, how much of, of Krisha's time does that take?
3: Yeah, so we prioritize a one on one. We have them each week on Monday mornings. They are 45 minutes long. Sometimes we go over to an hour, but we do not cancel. We do not reschedule. They kind of set the tone and intention for our week. Uh, It's my opportunity to kind of have Krisha clear anything up, remove any roadblocks in my way. we kind of have a set template we follow. Uh, I definitely recommend putting something on paper. That way you can kind of record on each end, mm-hmm. um, keep for historical purposes, all that good stuff. We adapt and change uh, as we need to, just with needs of the business or different things going on. I think it's important to always realize you're not stuck in stone with any system or anything you kind of put into place, that it's always fluid and changing. And then it's, it's my opportunity to kind of come with what's ahead for Krisha. Right. So it's my job to be, you know, planning out in the future and bringing things to her attention. So I'm really the driver of our one-on-ones kind of more than Ah. it's, it's my kind of response. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I was going to say, one of the things that I'd add is, you know, from my seat, Abby is my most important meeting of the week. Truly. Mm. I mean, I am an executive in this company and I would say that she is my most important meeting because She is the one that helps me stay focused on what it is that I need to be focused on to do my job well for the company, um, which is why she says we do not cancel or reschedule. One thing that I think is super important, which allows her to take up less of my physical actual time is you have to give your EA access to everything. If you expect them to stay, you know, one step ahead of you and to be able to act as your gatekeeper and follow up and be proactive, they should have access to everything. So meaning that Abby can get into my inbox and see everything. She can read Mm -hmm. messages and what's coming in so that she doesn't have to ask me what's going on in the business. Where do you need help? Because she is seeing that real time, live time. She is a part of our team meetings. Um, So she really has a great understanding of what is going on in my world in order to be able to not have more than really an hour meeting a week, if that makes sense.
3: No, and I just would add too that just by nature, an EA is going to be somebody that's gritty and resourceful. So if you kind of give them the keys kind of into your world, you know, we're gonna show up, you know, palms open, ready to dive in to that information. Just because you don't necessarily know how to steer it, we do if we have access to it.
1: Uh, this, part of the problem of this conversation today is there's gonna be a lot of people that are like, um, can you send me Abby's contact information, <laughs>
2: right? Abby is off
1: <laughs> You do. You seem tremendous. And the thought that Bakrisha has someone who is anticipating her needs and coming with the agenda to take stuff off your plate. That really is remarkable. But um, I, w- I want to wrap this up. But Krisha, I want to hand it over to you. Get, tell us this is, um, or Abby, you could weigh in on this as well. But the, for the person that's just on the fence, that's just thinking, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready. I don't know if I have the margin. I don't know if I have the financial margin. I don't know if it's going to be worth it for me. What would you say to sell them? What would you say, hey, this uh, this is what I would encourage you to kind of push you over the edge to give it a shot.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I'd say you can't afford not to. But if you really want to do some math, maybe it's girl math. I don't know.
1: <laughs> but <laughs> right, <laughs> my daughters, my daughters are killing me with the girl math. The
2: girl right. math, it's a thing. But here's what I would say. You know, first of all, you do not have to have a full-time employee. So think through that. There are options. If you are not doing your specific job that you are supposed to be doing full time, then you're either putting in way too many hours, which is putting you on that hamster wheel, right? Or you are also the EA. And so if you take, here's a little math problem. If you take your salary and divide it by the hours you're working and you get your hourly rate, and if you are doing any of that administrative work that or accounting services type work that yeah. you know, we could help you with, you are paying that person, you, your hourly rate. And to me, that doesn't seem like a good ROI on your time. And so I would say, look at that math and say, I really can't afford not. To have somebody come in and help me grow my business, help give me peace of mind to get me to the next level.
1: Well, I hope that, um, I hope we'll, we'll have some people that will take a leap and give this a shot because I do think, I mean, part of Adam and I, our, our passion is really to help unleash, uh, people to become their best self, to become as effective as possible. And this really is such a great tool. And as we think about kicking off the year, for a lot of people this might just be um, the biggest decision the best decision that you'll make in 2024 so um cannot thank you both enough thanks for belay thanks for the partnership thanks for what you all do I, I appreciate i've been around your organization so much there is a sincere desire on you all's part to help to help people and i think that's really tremendous that that shines through in everything you all do so krisha abby thanks so much again for being a part of the how to lead podcast
0: Krisha and Abby, thank you so much. That was great. Uh, So much great information in there. And it really is great to hear from the front lines exactly how you are trying to work well together. And uh, so if anybody is interested in learning more about Belay, you can go to BelaySolutions.com. That's BelaySolutions.com. We'll have links there in our show description, show notes as well. So that's all we got for today on the How to Lead podcast. Uh, Today's episode, like every episode, was mixed, produced, and edited by the team over there at Sound of a Rose. You can learn more about them at soundofarose.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week.